This is the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast. Here's your host, Corey Tusick. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. On this week's episode, I interviewed Ben Ark. He's at ARCBTC. Uh, that's A-R-C-B-T-C on Twitter. Um, ben is a FOSS hobbyist. He is a, that's a freedom, uh, freedom, free and open software, free and open source software uh, hobbyist. So he uh, creates a lot of devices um, and he also works, uh, he, he started LN Bits, which is a lightning network uh, group that's on Telegram um, developing stuff. And uh, he's on GitHub and all that. So it's a very, uh, on the, he's, very much in the technical side he's a former teacher that uh you know is now um you know focusing on uh, all the bitcoin stuff but i came across him whenever i saw a video of him um, he made a point of sale device for lightning um, wallets so well, a point of sale device was completely offline if you haven't seen it um i think i retweeted it uh but yeah he um he made it so it's completely offline it's something that you know could basically revolutionize uh the the payment system for people um you know in el salvador and, and other places i mean it could even work on a vending machine and he gets into all that and explains how that works and then we also actually um talk about an idea i had i was gonna we were gonna talk about it after we recorded but he started asking about it while we were recording um and it's you know going to be an open thing so we uh we just uh talked about it because it's a uh, pretty prevalent uh it, it, it's about you youtube basically and and uh and video services taking down and censoring uh topics that they don't want um and so we create i have an idea for a way to create a decentralized uh, uh video service and um and that's what I want my streaming platform to run on, um, but also to make it free and open uh, to anyone that wants to use it um, and then have a way for lightning uh, users and people with lightning wallets and, and nodes and all that kind of stuff to be able to benefit. Um, and so this was kind of my pitch to him and uh, much to my delight, he was all for it. And he was like, yeah, this could totally work. He actually thinks it's probably, you know, it's difficult, but it's easier than I probably thought it was going to be. Um, so excited about that maybe you're, you're getting to check out something that's like you know going to uh, change the way and you know with pomp getting his youtube channel pulled down um recently that was uh you know kind of a wake-up call to a lot of us to uh you know get this decentralized network going so it couldn't have been more perfect timing i think we talked an hour after pomp's channel had gone down so anyways um the sponsor for today is coinbeast connect and let me pull up the ad read uh, there we go do you have questions about Bitcoin? Personalize your learning and book a one-on-one -on -one video call with a Bitcoin pro on Coinbeast Connect. Learn about mining, security, the Lightning Network, DeFi, taxes, and many other topics. It's really easy. Choose your topic and pro, select a date when you're available, and bring your questions to the meeting room. Book your first call today by going to coinbeast.com and clicking on the Connect tab. Be prepared for the financial revolution and get the knowledge you need. And also, the show is brought to you by Movies Plus. That's my streaming platform. Check it out. Um, I know I talked about a discount code earlier, but if you don't want to use the discount code and just want to do a free trial, um, go to mymoviesplus.com and you can sign up for the site with a free trial. Um, and uh, you get to try it out for 30 days, full access to everything. Uh, and there'll be some Bitcoin content going up there, um, some documentaries and stuff from the past. Um, and then we also have stuff in the works for the future. Um, but then also, uh, if you, yeah, go in the app stores too, if you're looking for it, uh, just go in Apple, you know, iOS, anything like that, uh, and search movies plus, 
and you'll find it. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, leave a review. That always helps. Um, and uh, yeah, I appreciate that. If you want to contact the show, the Twitter handle is at Bitcoin Simply. You can follow my personal one at Corey underscore Tusik. And you can email the show at Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Yeah, or else we'll, um, oh, we're recording now. Yep. Um, so you had a uh, family drop in on you? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ill-timed. We're, <laughs> we're very similar, actually. We've just moved and we're still building. So I was like, I had a mini digger for the day and then I had enough time to do the mini digger and then get, you know, have your podcast. There's 10 to I've had a, a bath, by the way, because I was uh, filthy. Um, but then they turned up and wanted to be like, Talk to and entertained and i was just oh, yeah. my mini dig and i was watching the sun going down and i was thinking oh. i managed to get it all done and eventually they pissed off so it was all right oh um, nice. nice so yeah normality resumed now so you're digging your own foundation and everything no i've just been doing some landscaping in the garden um and we had like uh a big clump of bamboo as well which is lovely but bamboo's a funny one um because you find that people who aren't gardeners like bamboo and then people who are gardeners don't like bamboo and i'm starting to understand why people don't like bamboo having had to remove some bamboo it took ages and uh, a little bit difficult to get out yeah the roots are just so strong i like that it was pulling the digger over it was quite incredible such a wow pulling the digger over uh, uh, that's crazy so that's even yeah. i mean yeah, I was it's like the... under the roots and was pulling it and then the digger was like towards it wow that's a. Mm. Uh, that's like the opposite of a pine tree, you know, where like they just have the shallowest roots. Yeah, like, yeah, you can just push it over. Yeah, exactly. If you lean on it too forest. hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just lean on it and you're like, oh, well, that was a bad tree to lean on. Yeah, um, it's quite good fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, hey, I'm glad to have you on because, um, you know, this is an area that I haven't really explored too much in, in discussions. Um, mm. And, uh, and so I wanted to get you on to kind of shed some light on, you know, I saw the the one product you were making, but, uh, but, you know, in your, in your Twitter um, bio, it says Bitcoin FOSS hobbyist, which a lot of people, if you're new to Bitcoin, you probably look at it and think that you are a hobbyist for Greg FOSS and you're like, love Greg FOSS, <laughs> um, but uh, which everybody should and everybody does because, because uh, he's awesome. But uh, what is a, what is a, a FOSS hobbyist? Tell us a little bit about what that is. So, a lot of people, you know, when they talk about free and open source software, um, they, they just say open source and they forget the free bit and the free bit's actually important. Um, and there's a big write-up on this by Storman on the Free Software Foundation website, which I urge everybody to go and have a read of. Uh, but there's a difference between just allowing people to have access to the source code and then also, you know, it being free software. Um, so free FOSS is just free and open source software. Uh, and in, in, in lots of ways, I almost think that, I mean, obviously, you know, Bitcoin wouldn't be possible without free and open source software. And it's almost mm-hmm. as if, you know, free and open source, like the, the revolution, the revolutionary idea is free and open source software. And then Bitcoin is one of these things which is made possible by it as well as a bunch of whole, whole other bunch of applications. And um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a FOSS hobbyist. Uh, even though most of you know the things I tinker around with are, are kind of Bitcoin related, but they're all free and open source, and everything I make is free and open source as well. Um, so that's that's just, that's really what. And, and I and they use the word. I, I think 
the term hobbyist, um, uh, I keep it in there because uh, it defers responsibility. So if anyone <laughs> says, well, shit broken, I'm like, ah, I'm a hobbyist, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just so making If, if I put professional, fun. people would be like, damn. <laughs> yeah, if you were building a company around it and it broke, you'd be like, oh, shit, this was a Yeah, mistake. exactly, exactly. Whereas I'm just a hobbyist, you know, in a shed. So come on. Yeah, so you, uh, what got you into software building and, and uh, like, have you been doing that since school and... Uh, no, I, um, uh, I was a teacher for years and I taught something in the UK called design and technology. And um, part of that blam, umbrella of subjects includes electronics. So quite often I would cover for um, my colleagues lessons if they're away or something. So I, I did taught, you know, some rudimentary electronics. And then um, the service I was working for. So I always worked with like, you know, difficult kids when I was teaching mm-hmm. and the service I was working for, we, we got the squeeze. So I, I, I couldn't bear to watch because it's such a really a very progressive and good service, but it's expensive and it's always hard to kind of um, measure outcomes um, when you've got, you know, quite an expensive, you know, like two to one, three to one uh, teacher pupil ratio. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I rather than watch be part of the, you know, the service get the squeeze and then all these poor kids miss out on, on this great service, which was there. I, I was just able to kind of step out for a bit and, and, you know, concentrate on Bitcoin stuff really. Um, and uh, so that's when I, I started tinkering around playing and I'd done a little bit of programming before, but not programming really. I mean, I'd like hacked into like a WordPress plugin or something. Um, I'd, I'd, maybe I'd, I'd you know, made a couple of HTML pages. So, um, so yeah, so I just sort of, started learning and, um, and building things. I got to the point where if I had an idea for something, I could knock together like a, you know, like an MVP proof of concept. Uh, but if you looked at the code, it was horrible. Um, so I built like a where 39, which is quite a nice little software project where it's a, it's a bit like any three words for any, if you're aware of that, which is a, a mapping system where you can locate anywhere in the, in the world using any three words. Well, that's a private company and public services use it, such as ambulance and, um, uh, you know, uh, emergency services. And it should really be an open protocol. So um, I made any uh, Y39, which uses the BIP39 word list and has like an open protocol. Um, and it's like four BIP39 words and you can locate anywhere on the planet. And with it being an open protocol, um, I made a piece of software which should run, you know, offline as well. So uh, it's just like a map and you can, you know, select an area and it'll give you that location as four words. Um, so it's good for like burying treasure um, and smuggling. You can also mix the words as well and use a, a, a pin to mix the word, mix the words, yeah. um, which you could share with somebody beforehand. So that's one software project I made. And then the other software project I made was um, Sinclair Fossets. So this is when the LNURL stuff was kind of coming out and that was written in PHP. And that was just the ability to have like a, a lightning faucet, which you could scan a QR code and it would give you some sats every mm-hmm. now and then. And you could like, you could fund, you could make one of these faucets yourself and then share it online and things. Um, but uh, people tried to like urge me to make that free and open, you know, like free and open source. That, actually that project wasn't free and open source, but it's just so ugly and like hacky the code um i didn't want to do that uh um like you, that, that was... wanna, you don't want to take your shirt off of the pool you know like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like it's all right i'll, I'll leave that there that one, <laughs> that one closed and then 
Um, I, it's I, not I because you were hiding anything. You were hiding. You're like, oh, it's a little messy on the inside here. Let's... Yeah, exactly. It's people would just find exploits and, and take all the money if they actually looked at the code. So, yeah. Um, which is why, you know, you can really, tr- you know, you can really trust like a free and open source project. So the software project now, which I'm working on, which is LM Bits, um, that's kind of an expansion of, of so the Sinclair faucet, when you build something on Lightning Network, you have to get it to do a bunch of things like talk to your node, pay an invoice, you know, mm-hmm. um, get an invoice from your node, check to see if the invoice has been paid. Uh, so then if you build something, another piece of software, you're replicating a lot of the same work. So you probably reuse the code, you know, just those basic functions of talking to a node. Um, so it seems to make sense to make like a middleware software where you could build like extensions, which are just a few functions on top of that basic functionality. So by did by with LN bits, for example, we have LNURW, which is um you can create a the same sort of faucet, but it's uh that is all open source and you can you can look at the code. Um and it's all nice and, and clean and neat and tidy. Uh mm-hmm. so as yeah, as time went on, I, I you know I got a little bit better at the programming stuff. I'm still not great. It takes me a long time to um uh to, to program things. Uh, sometimes I can kind of get in the zone, but I was recently at Parallelipolis actually for the Packers Congress and uh, it was always embarrassing to get my laptop out because I'm such an old man. I like mm-hmm. copy, paste. And these guys are all terminal-based, zipping yeah. out of terminal constantly and um, the whole nine yards. So I, I was always like reluctant to let them see what I was doing on my computer. I was like... <laughs> yeah, like, don't look over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a meme actually. It's a good meme. It's like, uh, it's a take on the, you know, Paris the Caribbean you are the worst pirate I've ever heard of. And then Captain Jack Sparrow says, well, at least you've heard of me. And the, the, the <laughs> meme is, um, uh, this is the worst, pro- this is the worst uh, code I've ever run. And then, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow is saying, well, at least it runs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very true though. Um, and there's a lot of pressure that, uh, you know, cause I'll even say like on, um, in like the movie making world, which I'm from, I'm not oh, like cool. super, um, I'm not like the super technical one. So like if I'll make a file and then I show, I don't know, like I'll cut something together or whatever. And then like I show the, the video, you know, the, the project file to maybe somebody who's like an editor or like does it properly. And they just, mm-hmm. Oh, like, like there's just like <laughs> clips everywhere, discarded things off the here and like all these things in the project bin that don't need to be there. And it's just, yeah, so like the like, timeline with like multiple clips on top of each other. And... Oh yeah, yeah, and it's just like, like, why don't you hide that one or you know, like delete it? And just, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I you know, it's just so it's like as long as the final product looks good, then I'm like, yeah, oh, like I just export it. Get it's it out there. nice to be nice to be messy too. Like I quite like that with um, uh, the other thing I do is like I play around with hardware stuff, and that's written in C, and and in C you can kind of be a bit messy with your code. Like in Python, you have to like it's all indentation where you have to have your indents in the right place and all this stuff um uh but in in c you can just be all, all over the place and it's, it's quite liberating to not have to worry about but then as actually as as you do it more and more you start to become one of those people who you know wants to format everything so it's easy to read and that's probably what you find with the video editing i imagine as well like the more you do it the more the more you want to be more like and... one of them you become and so before you know it you're like looking over someone's shoulder and going Ugh. Like, oh, what a mess you've created. Yeah. <laughs> so what sort of stuff in the in the um uh video film making world do you do? Um so yeah, my so my listeners know I do um 
I just launched a streaming platform called uh, uh, Movies Plus, and oh, um, nice. and uh, before that, I was distributing films, selling films around the world. Um, and then what does Movies per- Plus do? Uh, it's just like a, a movie streaming platform, um, but our focus is uh, the the tagline in the app store is uh, streaming freedom for everyone, uh, for every voice. I think it says because um, we're uh, basically like we have a whole section in our app that is for banned content. Um, oh, okay. You know, so if it's been banned somewhere, then then we'll, we'll host it. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, yeah, and we're we're not we're not ideologically based in any specific thing. Um, Mm. You know, so we're, we're just, we're for freedom of speech. I mean, it will, you know, I have to, for being open for freedom of speech, I have to, if somebody comes to me with like an Ethereum documentary, I have to put it up. I can't, but I will. So it's it's all the content is all the content. Um, like user created or what, what sort uh, of no it's like it's like feature films and oh wow um, yeah so it's like uh we you have, have to pay for rights on the feature films are these what sort of films like hollywood films or yeah yeah they're like hollywood films so we'll have oh, wow. to there's some independence too but um but yeah we have to we have to pay for the rights and um you know we just i mean we're in the process i think there's a couple hundred that are currently available in the platform but i mean we're in the process wow of acquiring thousands of uh, titles. Do they have and, like easier ways of getting the rights to play these films now that there's streaming um, services out there? Or is, you, is it still legwork going to the studios and saying, can I put your content on my site, please? Yeah, it's going to the studios, oh, wow. negotiating with them, coming up with a deal. There's a, there's a couple um, services that offer something, but they, you know, they haven't taken, they haven't taken, you know, they don't have the biggest content. Um, so you can no. kind of pick up a little bit of content at these different places. Um, I see. The aggregators. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The aggregator. So right now, basically it's just, um, uh, yeah, we're, we're learning. Well, I mean, I knew all this stuff since I was selling and distributing films, but, um, mm. but we're also figuring out, you know, like we were just talking about today, uh, getting our Christmas, catalog in order so that it could be released around uh thanksgiving time and um oh, nice and we were you know do you we do, have like do you do pay as you go on lightning no so we that's one of the things that uh i want to i'll have to talk to you about because <laughs> nice. we could well we could have a little conversation now a little bit um uh anyway we'll get back in i don't want to make it a conversation about me but um but i did want to ask you afterwards because it's something we want to implement eventually um so we want to do um, something. I, I, w- I, went, I went so far down the shitcoin rabbit hole that I've told <laughs> so many people when they yeah. say, oh, you're just a Bitcoin maxi and you never explored it. I went so far down the Bitcoin or the shitcoin rabbit hole that I almost made a shitcoin. Oh, nice. And was like thinking about like, oh, yeah, I guess this this is in this fills a need. So, yeah, you make uh, a token. Obviously, you do an ICO, all that kind of stuff. Movie um, plus token. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute. I, I'm just making a shit coin. I'm like, what's the point? Well, I know like I, Damn it, I it's happened again. I know. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I go, what's the what's the reason to do this? What, why would I do this? And I realized mm. the only reason to do it in a, as a proprietary like token is to enrich yourself you yeah. know and if it 
and it basically like the lightning network for me was the aha moment of like oh if it is something that can be if it's something that will happen and is going to be beneficial it's better to be built on top of bitcoin as yeah. a second layer a third layer so forth um so yeah so one of the things that i want to do is um create a system where we can remit payments to uh people eventually people can pay as they go on certain products um and uh but one of the other parts of it is uh and i just was on daniel prince's podcast talking about this Mm. was um a decentralized server farm um so basically like running a lightning node um where somebody could with their own hardware download our entire catalog all the videos everything and then like you being a software person i'm sure you know how like it works basically is like there's the server that holds all the file all the video files from netflix Mm. and the path of least resistance between you and that server is how that video file gets sent to you and it comes in like 15 second data packs basically it's like 15 second blocks at a time so you know while you're watching 15 seconds the next 15 seconds is queued up the next one's downloading didn't know that um, sounds um, um, it's very interesting i didn't actually yeah know that, that's cool so that's how that that works and then ah um, is that where you can skip like 10 seconds forward 10 seconds back because it's probably yeah based on yeah based on how far how fast that's the blocks going and yeah. um and i'm not even an expert in that stuff too so all the if any of my technical people that work with me are listening they're probably like he's such an idiot don't listen to him yeah because i'm just the executive that sits up top and, looked into how audio and video is streamed but it makes sense it's like packets of data it's all split up and then yeah fix it back together again so the the idea would be to make a and this is really relevant with pomp getting deplatformed today um and i mean i've been like screaming this from the mountaintops um for a while and is to create a a system where it's like a node um and you can host the files on your server Mm. and um and then in order for us to, you know, let's just say for simple math that we pay a million dollars in server farm fees, like to upkeep, all that kind of stuff, just simple math. And um, there are a hundred thousand people that are willing to run a node instead that can be our server farm. Mm. Then we pay them that fee in sats based yeah. on um, usage through the lightning mm-hmm. network i would imagine would be the way it would be done so that's well, why like i say i'm the i'm the big picture person i come into the technical team and i say here's what i'm thinking how can it work because i in, don't understand it so yeah in, in lm bits um it's my dog barking or something in lm bits uh fear jeff made a extension called um it was for crypto graffiti. It was for one of his DJ sets. And I can't remember what it was called, but he's made an extension specifically for that. So if you're a DJ, you can put up a QR code. People can tip you on the QR code. And if they tip enough, then uh, they get a link for the download to download the song. Um, but what's really cool about it is 10% goes to the producer. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, 90% goes to the producer and like 10% goes to the DJ or something like that. Um, which completely uh, eliminates the need for NFTs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's when we, when uh, he didn't actually pick up on how, how great that splitting of payment was. Um, but the, the rest of us in the chat were like, well, that's an amazing. And if you think about it, like at a point of sale, you can have a payment split 
and go to multiple places and then maybe even split again and again and again. So that went turned into the split, split payments extension on Olympics, which is where you assign a wallet. Um, you say any money coming into this wallet, split it, you know, percentage wise across these wallets. And then you can split percentage wise across other wallets. And then more and more, I was thinking about payment splitting them. Um, Cause obviously we can do these really small payments. So what you're saying is that, um, I may be paying as a streamer for chunks of these films or maybe paying for the whole thing to watch this film. You know, it might be easier. Maybe I'm paying a thousand sats to watch a film. When I pay those thousand sats, you can, you know, you're getting, you know, your portion of the, of, of, of the, um, the fee, which obviously mm-hmm. goes towards the studio and whatever else. But the, you can assign a small percentage to whichever server um, the person is, is pulling those uh, files from. It'd be very easy to do as well because you could, like, I don't know, attach some sort of, like, hash or something to say that it's, it definitely came from this person. And then uh, you could, as long as you have a wallet and, you know, an endpoint, um, you could just tr- trickle feed sats to them. Every, you know, 20 minutes, 10 minutes of the person watching or, or, or when they play for the whole video, I suppose, um, you can just give them their share of the sats. Actually, you would do it in bits because the person may be, you know, on a train and they're streaming video files from this person here in London. And then before you know it, they're in Salisbury and they're streaming the video chunks from somebody else. And your system mm-hmm. could very easily just say, well, okay, these video chunks I've got this other hash attached or something. So then you could send the other person um, the, the, that part of the fee. But payment splitting is amazing. Like the concept of, so you could have a coffee shop and you, it could be like a micro venture where five people decide they're going to sell coffees for the day and they go out and they get a you know, coffee machine or whatever. And they say, well, okay, you're doing sales. You get you know 10%. You're doing the coffees. You get 20%. You're doing whatever, cleaning, you're, you get... 10%. And then you work out the percentages. And every time someone comes and pays for a coffee, all these people instantly get the funds in their wallet, you know, their percentage in their wallet. And then you expand that out to like a bigger thing, like, uh, you know, I don't know, like Sony or something, mm-hmm. or um, uh, the Hewlett Packard. Every time one of their items is sold in a shop somewhere, the funds, uh, you could have taxes could be paid for instantly at point of sale. Yep save a lot of admin um and then the funds could be split percentage wise across the different departments and hewlett-packard sales and the manufacturing and distribution blah, blah blah and then when they get to those different ones they could then be split again and again and again and before you know it they're going directly into people's pockets so your worker in a factory in hewlett-packard you know they, they get their phone out and they're just they they look at their wallet and they can just see sat streaming in uh, and then yeah. maybe it starts to go quiet for a while and they're like oh my god what's happening and then they there's upward pressure then from the people working within that um, in, in that company to, to for Hewlett Packard to be selling more computers yeah. or more whatever else, and then and then maybe they get actively involved then in, in creating um, uh, false obsolescence or, or maybe not. Maybe they they want high production value so they have repeat customers and they can sell the products for more. But I, I think like the idea of you know, a sort of cooperative, um, a large-scale cooperative working that way is made possible by payment split when you don't have to have an administrative hub which manages money-keeping. Um, 
often mismanages money as well. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It could, it could become it could become a really interesting uh, way for things to get produced. And um, for your thing, uh, it'd be great because yeah, absolutely, it's it's perfectly. I mean, my idea of the hash thing is probably bollocks, but it's perfect if you sit down, sat down, and actually thought about it, like. It'd be perfectly perfectly possible to to make something which could could deliver that content, um, and then pay the people for providing the server space. Uh, dude, I am so glad that we went down this route while recording because for the audience to listen to this, because I'm telling you, you know, and like it for this isn't something like I said. I kind of had this idea of like you could play it out that way, and then you'd make a token. Then I'm like, wait a minute, it's just a shitcoin. And, and then why would I do that? And, you know, so it's like if I if I didn't believe in the ethics of Bitcoin, you know, what I mean, like that's what really I believe in and fixing the money, fixing the world, sound money, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's Bitcoin or, and there is no other option, you know, like Bitcoin Tina um, and or no other alternative. And uh, and, you know, so. I'm just excited because because this to me is something that I want to work with other people, you know, like I think Matt Odell just started bitcoin tv and it's basically to like you could import your you could port your content over from youtube in the case like pump where you get you know censored at least your content's still available um and that's something that i fully support so it's like people would think maybe i'm like in competition with that but i'm not i mean obviously we're like a streaming platform and we want people to watch our stuff and and pay money so that the filmmakers make money all that kind of stuff but this system to me is so much bigger than making money. We're talking about a decentralized media system that is immutable. It can't be shut down. You know, like uh, and this will probably get me in like a lot. Of and trouble. it's also, but no, it's also another way of, of people capitalizing on their own server space. Like you know, they've got a spare couple of terabytes on a hard drive somewhere. Then they can they can offer that content and capitalize on that. I don't know how you would get around. Um, I suppose, would your service like vet the content to make sure they don't um, allow anything horrific? Yeah, someone's coming to your service, they're paying. So your service is kind of a centralized point, isn't it? So they're paying for content, but then they they actually uh, the content they're streaming is then from the yeah the decentralized. The idea would be so like the idea would then be if like Netflix, so like Movies Plus is doing it, and you know, maybe just for like, for the simple, you know, for starting, maybe we develop a hardware device. We send it out to people that want to do it to test it out. You don't need to going. do that. You don't need to do that. If you have, well, yeah, you're say, the person that does say, 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 I mean, that could, it would be a great, like Elabits is the software I work on and it's just very easy to make extensions on it. That would be a great Elabits extension. Um, uh, because, you know, it just gives people, so, like, what's great about Allen Bits is, you know, if you're running a Raspberry Blitz or an Umbrella or a MyNode, it's a one-click install. Mm -hmm. and then you get access to all these extensions. And if you can then have access to an extension which you can literally, like, say, yes, I will allocate uh, X amount of my, my um, system's hard, hard drive space or whatever to this content and allow people to stream packets of data from me. It's actually a very simple system, isn't it, really? It's like any sort of peer-to-peer mm -hmm um downloading you know like napster or whatever else or whatever, like why whatever whatever but i don't know what yeah. the, the modern solution the modern solutions are for that but it's actually a very simple solution 
So it incentivizes people like as soon as they download their, you know, they've got their Raspberry Blitz, they've got their node running, they've got their, you know, channels balanced and they can get funds and send funds. Then they activate LM bits and then they see an extension in there, which says earn stats immediately. Okay. And then it says, okay, allocate, you know, X amount. Um, and I suppose depending on where you are in the world it would depend on how much people would use your, your would stream your content. And then even if it's just like, a few sats every now and then it's still amazing to see you you're earning a sat for for you know so this things are on already so you might as well it's just have sitting it. there yeah it's just sitting there so you might as well you know uh allow i mean the actual technicals of doing it in a way where it doesn't open up your nodes to um uh to vulnerabilities uh that would be something where you need to like pull in some giga giga bitcoin giga mind but it's, it's a cool idea. So I'm sure you could like, you know, if, if you ask them nicely, they would give you some uh, good advice on it. But yeah, that'd be a great Alan Bits extension. But I mean, Jamie, you wouldn't have to use it. It's like you could have it as a separate piece of software. What's nice about Alan Bits though is because it's already installed on a lot of this node software. It's just, it's just like, a click for them and they can... It's a click. Yes, I will allocate this amount of space to the thing. And, and props to you as well for being uh, honest with yourself because I think a lot of people, they have... That, I mean, some of these shitcoin projects, they're good ideas. And then, mm-hmm. and then they, they think, well, we need a token, because like you say, because it, it fills a need, well, I could get a token, the token could do this. And then subconsciously, they're like, also this token will make a load of money and I'll get rich. But they don't mm-hmm. admit that to themselves, so they carry on with this, like, you know. The shitcoin um, story. Where yeah, they... the shitcoin. Yeah, we'll, we'll make this amazing platform once we get all the money. And then they get all the money and they, they just don't because they've got loads of money, so they get a Lambo and, you know. Yeah. Party with their and that's what, like, and, you know, it's very to good me. to be honest because a lot of people a lot of people don't make that like have that moment of realization where they're like wait there <laughs> yeah there's part of me <laughs> the part which i don't like about myself which wants to enrich itself and and that's why i'm doing the shit coin <laughs> yeah no it's it's uh and i i have to credit you know a lot of the people like i won't even like uh, list them all because i don't want to make people feel bad if they're not on the list but there's like you know a list of Bitcoiners that I've been following. And I'm like, those are the people, not that I take my cues from anyone, but like where there's people where you're like, that's a good, honest person. That's a good, honest person. You know what I mean? So you're like, mm-hmm. you try to like, you know, you don't make anybody like a role model or whatever, but you just, yeah. you try to like, as you're, as I was getting into the space, try to figure out like, okay, what's, what is it? What does it mean to be a good person in the Bitcoin world? And, um, and you start to figure that stuff out so it all those paying attention to everybody all those people doing that is what set the alarm bells off my head where i was like what wait a minute um and i always say too i mean really the phrasing should be all credit goes to my parents but i always say my parents get all the blame because like i've had people say that before like when i was selling movies and i was just i literally have always been just open and honest and like i found i tell people that's an easy way to i can sleep easy at night because i don't yeah. lie you know yeah, what i mean yeah. and don't like try yeah. to be deceitful um but yeah, like i always say like it's it, make my parents the scamminess the scam even make a load of money and you can you know distract yourself with big fancy house swimming pool and whatever else and but it's like what did you do to your soul how yeah, did you corrupt your soul yeah, you know absolutely yeah and, yeah um so yeah so that's uh, dude, i'm so glad we're having this conversation because it now the the listeners i mean god i would love for this to be like rolled out in like two months but i mean the listeners if you're listening right near when this is recorded this might take a, a bit of time but honest to god i is and this isn't me saying that i'm creating this or that ben's creating this it, it will be a group of people you know what i mean like it, it it will probably eventually you know 
talk to Odell with his team making Bitcoin TV and all that kind of stuff. But like, I, I truly believe that this is the start of something that changes the way media is shared mm-hmm. in, in a, and I believe that Bitcoin is, you know, out, everybody was like, you fix the money, fix the world. That's a common phrase. And so we fix the money, but then you look at the things, you know, like what Jack Mallers is doing with um, Strike and, and El Salvador and how it's, you know, solving the remittance problem. And then you start looking at, once I started to think about the decentralization of media, and I was like, oh my God, this could really be done. Especially, you know, you think over like Moore's Law, like how much in in five years, how much is a 10 terabyte hard drive going to cost? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not going to cost that much money to, to get yeah. one and be up and running. And um, well, the, the video, the video gets bigger, doesn't it? This is the problem with video is it just keeps getting yeah. the, the quality. People want 20 K video. Hello. Yeah, they, they do. But it, it's also like, that's also such a marketing gimmick. Like, like yeah. 4k doesn't actually even exist. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm a big HD guy. It's like HD looks good to me. I watch that on my TV, you know? Yeah. If and, you, uh, it, all they do is like, so the funny thing is if you, you know, when a, a, Apple came out with retina display yeah. and, um, you know, it was like, you look at it, you're like, wow, that looks so sharp and everything. Um, all retina display was, was they took the aspect ratio and like, it would basically be like, let's say if, if you were making an image in Photoshop in the, the image was 1920 by 1080, which is like the typical TV standard size. Um, Well, instead you made the image, the canvas is 1920 by 1080, but you made the image 38 by four you doubled it 38 40 by you know yeah. uh and and then you just scrunched it down that's literally what re- uh the the oh i see okay. retina display they literally yeah. just took double the pixels and squeezed it into so you're like yeah, wow look how great space. it is looks like so in good. 4k 4k i mean they'll always be trying to do stuff but um it's all the know. upscaling which pisses me off so you go you know you see tvs in the in the showroom they look amazing and it's like wow it's like i'm there and then yeah. you see it in someone's house, they look shit because they're taking HD video just off the internet and sorry, just off TV. And then it's upscaling it to like 8K or something. It looks horrendous. It looks worse oh, than yeah. old SD used to look. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's me being like a video file. It just drives me nuts. Where like, mm. I, I'm very particular. Like it, it, I have a hard time if somebody's like, Hey, come over and watch this Steelers game at my house. And I'm just like, Oh, you know, the NFL football game. I'm like, <laughs> how bad's the picture gonna be? Like, I try yeah, to think in my head, you know, like, is this yeah. gonna be awful? I can't do this. Um, yeah. But uh, if but you yeah, um, no, with your idea, before I forget, yeah. uh, you want to generalize um, the whatever you use for sharing for people. Sorry, for people sharing their their hard drive space for Sats. You want to generalize that into some sort of protocol um, so other people can use it. Which kind of seems anything, counterintuitive right? because you're like, well, then, you know, other people use it for other things. But actually, that would mean that you'll have more eyes on it and it will have more development on it. So if you, no, made a piece of so- if you made a piece of generalized software for, so you can say, I want to allocate in a hard drive space. You could, I mean, you could, you could, you could have like a protocol for connecting with a provider as well. So. I could have, you know, I could connect to Movies Plus. Yes, I want Movies Plus to be able to put content on my hard drive. For me to be able to download content from their hard, you know, yeah. from them and then put it on my hard drive and then people have access to that, you know. I share those packets with people. But you want it to be generalized enough that they can also point it at a different, like, endpoint other than Movies Plus. 
um, like, you know, flipping uh, not Spotify. Um, and uh, I can download a whole bunch of MP3s from over here and then people can like use my thing for MP to access MP3s. Um, so you want to like, you want to, you want to generalize the connections. So how you connect to your, um, your website where you can download all mm -hmm. the videos and then um, uh, how people can pay as well and prove that they've sent a packet or something. Uh, so it can't be gamed, you know? Um, no, that's a hundred percent. Like my, my idea yeah, generalize it. to eventually get it to the point, like it, it's, so you nailed it with generalizing it would be that eventually if Netflix wanted to farm out their server space to the, to this network, they could, yeah. and anyone could plug in and anyone could use it. Um, you know, they would have to you know work with developers to make sure that it works with their side. But as far as being a node person, like, or, you know, somebody running all the hard drive, all of a sudden you could see pop up one day and it says Netflix, you know, is now available. Like, would you like to earn sats for, for running uh, server space for Netflix? Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then that's because then that gives you the ability to do something like a decentralized YouTube that can't be taken down. You know, like the ultimate goal here would be, I've, I've told my partners, my business partners that came on and invested, said the, the, the ultimate goal is to get to the point where like you could have like Congress come and tell us like take that video down you know like it's not oh, a movies yeah, plus I'm, like, I'm not yeah. storing it because <laughs> like because just... movies plus we're for freedom of speech but yeah. like we also will curate content like we don't want to just put like any movie up because we want it to be good movies we believe in diversifying and making sure they're good quality movies um but like <laughs> as far as like getting messages out there you know like if it was if we were looking at my company as being the place that was the you know, central place to get free messages out, eventually they can come and shut us off. So the idea is to create something where like, I'd be like, I, there's literally nothing I can do. It's kind of like how the Bitcoin network is now, where if like the, the, the fed came and was like, shut down Bitcoin and everybody'd be like, we can, like, there's nothing you can no. do. You know what I mean? Like you, unless you EMP you're basically, the world. You're basically just a proxy to all on you. Um, uh, I'm trying to think like BitTorrent, there's probably, I mean, there's loads of like media paid per, um, you know. Yeah, like and this is far from a novel idea. Solutions. Like, just, no, but I mean, a lot of these. you'd be surprised though. Uh, often um, solutions are really complicated. So I was sat there then and I'm thinking, is it something which can be done on Nostar, Nostar um, which is like uh, a hobby interest, which a few of us Bitcoiners have um which is a it's a very functional um protocol for sharing content but then also proving that you've shared content um so uh do you know anything about nostar no i don't no so uh it's um basically you just have a client uh and then you also have a key pair so it uses public key crypto um you have a key pair, use a Schnorr key store, which is pretty cool. So you have a private key and a public key. And then you have a bunch of relays. And the relays are really dumb and they're really easy to spin up. Um, and they're actually a, a, a point of attack. But if you take out a relay in the network, it doesn't matter because you can just throw up another relay somewhere else. So, you know, you have a collection of relays 
and then you have a public key and a private key and a client piece of software. So a simple example is you write a little note, like a tweet. You sign it with your private key, does it automatically in the software. Basically, like you write a tweet, press publish, then the software signs that tweet and then sends it to the relays you're connected to. Anyone who's um, subscribed to your public key, because it uses WebSockets, so you have a WebSocket with the relays, each relay, and then um, anyone else out there also has WebSockets with those relays if they connect to those relays. Uh, and if they're subscribed to you, then they're subscribed to your public key. So every time a message is signed by your private key and published up to these relays, they'll just get, you know, uh, in their subscription to the relay in the WebSocket, they'll just get that note which has been signed. It's very simple. It doesn't use any crypto, yeah. um, Bitcoin. It doesn't use blockchains or any shit like that. Um, but you can prove that what's nice about it is you can, you know, you can have the signing happen just in like a, a client software um, with keys stored in your local store on a on a browser, say, or you could have them in a hardware wallet. So, a company like you know Coca Cola, they could have like a multi sig to tweet something out. So you don't have that attack vector of somebody just getting the password to the to the Twitter account. Uh, it also means that it's censorship resistant in that if you take out a relay, they're just so inconsequential. You could just spin up other relays. And it's also mm -hmm. censorable, but like self-censorable. So I'm personally not, I don't know, a far-right nationalist. So I'm unlikely to connect to relays which other far-right, which far-right nationalists connect to. I'm more likely to connect to a more of a, of a vanilla, I like a vanilla Twitter experience, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm all for censorship resistance, but I don't want to be like bombarded with crazy shit all the time. I want boring stuff, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna I'm the same way. I, have to, yeah, I, I can't to have too much of one flavor. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to connect to the vanilla relays, probably like the more Bitcoin centric relays. So relays, they can black and whitelist. That's part of how the system works. Um, but, you know, there will be relays out there which only display, you know, appropriate content. But there'll be other relays out there. Where, Fuck those slaves. They'll, 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 they'll let anyone publish content on their platform and they won't vet it and they'll just go off and whatever else. And then, so their option is that you could connect to those relays if you want to. An That's example, the free and open market working. That's the free and yeah, open market and the, working. An example now. which I gave was something called Diagon Alley. And it's quite interesting because when I first made Alan Bits, I wanted to show that you could, you could have like a proof of concept idea for something and then make an extension for it, even though it's kind of goofy and kind of get it out there into the world. So my, the, the example I gave was Diagon Alley. And Diagon Alley was a very simple, similar system in the, you know, instead of you putting all your products, which you're going to sell on a marketplace, you have a market stall, which you put your products on, and then you publish that stall of products to like an index, like a front end website. Um, and then if you take out the front end website, it doesn't matter because you still got your reputation, your products, you just point at a different front end website. So it's a bit like Pirate Bay and they just, you just search for wherever the front end website is. And then you can verify that you're buying products from the person. Well, when I made that for LM Bits, um, it was like a concept I had for a while. I just wanted to kind of get it out there. Uh, uh, Fiat Jaff, he was, because uh, he was contributing to Alan Bits at that point, he was the one who kind of saw um, value in it. And then uh, when he made uh, Nostar, the Nostar protocol, 
he said that the um I said, dude, it's like uh, Diagon Alley. He said, yeah, yeah, it was influenced by it. So it's kind of influenced from that original, like that Diagon Alley idea I had, um, or partly influenced or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But now what's cool is, because we now have the Nostar protocol and we have a few relays, we don't have that many relays, but we have a few relays out there in the wild which are running, um, I can make Diagon Alley. Uh, so I get, so, so I'm actually, it's one of the, the extension I'm working on at the moment on Alan Bits is, you know, you just, you can put products on there and then you can just like, sign and say these are my products send it to a relay and then you have another client piece of software then and this client piece of software is like the front end amazon ebay experience you know where you go you look for products and then you purchase a product when you purchase it you're purchasing it directly from me um i'm doing it in bitcoin but you don't need to do it in bitcoin but diagonally kind of runs in bitcoin so uh you pay for a product and then you leave me reputation um and then because uh, it all uses these keys I can prove that this is my reputation, which the users are giving me. Um, but I was trying to think because you obviously, like, I, you know, in the examples I gave, you had Twitter and then you also have like, also have like a decentralized marketplace. There's no reason why you also can't do media content. So I'm just trying to think whether you could have an Ostar. Um, it's a bit kind of cutting. I, I mean, I say it's cutting edge, but it's actually a very simple system. Mm-hmm. I was trying to work out whether you could have it for, um, you know, uh if you have movies plus and then you can somehow sign to say these packets of um, you know initially when you download data you can sign to say these packets of data from movies plus and then someone else downloads the data and then i don't know maybe somehow they can when they when they um if someone requests that data i don't know how that works if someone requests the data can I then publish that data, those packets, signing them each time? And then that can be proof that that person streamed the content from me. And then you can then route payments to me. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm lost. Dude, but no, but Nostar's you're... very cool. You should look at it. Dude, this is, this is awesome. Because I'm sitting here watching someone who knows how to do this stuff. <sighs> I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but, like, but no, a lot more than I do. But you're sitting there going through it in figuring it out exactly how i was like like me the visionary who doesn't who's like the creative person like i mean i tell the apps team all the time like i come to them and i'm like hey by the way i wanted to do this this and this and they're like i'm like they're like okay yeah, we can do that and i'm like i right, cool like you know flip the switch make that happen and they're like uh-huh. it's not that easy like it you know it's gonna take us about a week and i'm like why and like you know i'm just i'm the non-technical person but it, it mm-hmm. is so exciting for me to sit here and like watch you work, work through it and you're like yeah this work this makes sense you know because it's literally that it's like whether a hash or however you know stamping that that data came from came a from certain server yeah. so that it knows and the system automatically pays them and it can all be done through lightning i mean this is to me it's just it is the thing there's no what is the saying it's there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come you yeah. know and like and that's what bitcoin is in general but like, so nice it's it's so cool because it it the Bitcoin does fix everything, and like you said, but you like don't, bad don't... messages will get yeah. bad messages will get shut down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, there will be people that want to make them available and and don't vet things, and that's fine. Um, but that's the free. It's and open there if you look for it, it, isn't it? So like, I kind of think so that's why I called it diagonally because the muggles can't see it unless they look for it. unless you know you can't see it unless you're looking for it. Then you can find diagonally. 
yeah, the Harry Potter thing. Yep. Um, well, my w- my wife would love that. We uh, we actually have been to the real the the real Di- Diagon Alley, the like the movie set. Have you been oh, there nice. before? Well, no, I've not. No, I, I mean to. This is in, did you go to London then? Was it London in London? Yeah, or? yeah, in the London Warner Brothers studio. Wow, no, I've it's, not been. It, my wife, I mean, she just I, I like Harry Potter, but like Harry Potter to her is what Star Wars is to me. So yeah. like, you know, it was just like she was just like, like I oh think my it was god, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. No, I need um, to I need to make the make the the voice there at some point. Um, uh, but yeah, it is like that. You know, it's like you know, it's if you're not looking for it, then you just walk right past it. And that's how it should and, be. Like, if you're not looking for horrible stuff, you're not going to find it. But if you really want to look for it, okay, you know, it's over there. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Because um, it's and all then about... if people want to buy drugs or whatever, then you know, they can go do that over there. Um, but the normal person who just wants to buy, you know, whatever. Um, uh, what do people buy from Amazon? What do people buy from Amazon? Normal people. I was going to say microcontrollers, but that's not normal people, is it? <laughs> um uh i don't know normal amazon chip headphones then they could just you know go to the vanilla amazon kind of store and the the key is to make something that it like because it'll still then you can make it a safe internet you know what i mean like you can you can develop ways for um you know for i mean like parental controls and things like that that need to be in place i mean that's that's important yeah exactly you You just say to your kids you're like you can only subscribe to these relays because i know these relays will exactly. block or blacklist anything, which is horrible. Um, um, yeah, there's a, there's a, when it comes to, uh, that's kind of like, a, it's like a, a sort of anarchist sentiment that any inf- inf- infringement on liberty has to justify itself. So, mm-hmm. you know, not letting your kids watch 18 horror films, you can justify that because you don't want to fuck them up. Like yeah, you're infringing yeah. on their liberty, right? And 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 you're taking their their liberty away from them. But you can it's justifiable, and then often, obviously, in society, you can't justify a lot of liberties which are taken away from people. Little stuff like you know, in the US, maybe jaywalking. You know, you're stood at like the side of a road. There's no yeah. cars, and you're like, well, why is this liberty be taken away from me? It makes no yeah. sense. I should just be I able just to want walk to dance in the, the middle of the street right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, if there's no if there's no cars, then you know, I'm thinking autonomous adult um uh, i think it's fair for me to be able to cross the road and that that liberty can't i don't think that infr- infringement on liberty can kind of justify itself but there's some liberty infringements on liberty can uh you know like the fact that you can't own chlorine gas or nuclear weapons it's mm-hmm. fair enough you can't own other yeah. people it's fair enough <laughs> you, know? yeah. Yeah. you could just you could justify that um but it's an interesting um thought experiment uh, often with laws and and just to think that just think you know it just kind of can can this can this justify itself you know for, for the greater good uh, often they can't um uh i don't know where i was going with that i'm on a little oh. tangent sorry no no that's okay <laughs> that uh i'll do this is this is awesome because i think we're gonna have to be working together then and and have follow-ups uh well this. yeah but i mean the, the problem is i got um we got our salvador coming up in november i'm going to that and um uh things are just crazy there's just so much to do for oh. it oh yeah um, no 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 there's no so but, don't but, worry you don't need to be no 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 but no rush you need to check out nostar uh because i think what you're suggesting could be provided for via nostar um uh in a way which is like nice and clean and simple um and then mm. also payments playing too um 
I'm really keen on trying to get some like nos. That's why I want to make diagonally. I want to get some nostar stuff into the Allen bits mm-hmm. um, and get people more familiar with it because it's fairly simple. Yeah. It doesn't require any silly blockchains or shitcoins or whatever else. Yeah. So, uh, um, so outside of all that, um, you know, the origin of Ellen bits, you know, get into that a little bit. So Ellen bits, uh, as I said before, it's like an easy way. If you've got an idea to make something like your thing, for example, you know, the wallet stuff is taken care of. And because other people running Ellen bits, um, you know, they share the same, you know, uh, APIs, so they can plug into each other fairly easily because you've got an endpoint, you've got the API endpoints, you know, and then you've got keys which you can use. I mean, uh, so when so that was one motivation was just to be able to have like um, not have to reproduce that basic functionality when you're connecting to nodes and things mm-hmm. and making payments. And then the other thing was being able to easily. I, I mean, you know, you get I get crap for it from the, the developers. Um, uh, who know what they're doing, but I really liked WordPress uh, for that is that you have like a basic block and then you can extend it out in any direction you want. And I kind of wanted to see that happen with like a lightning wallet. Like if you're, you know, interested in video content, then you could have a lightning wallet and then extend it in that direction. Or mm-hmm. if you're, you know, uh, if you're producing content like you, you could have it do, you know, uh, have it that people be able to tip like in a live stream or um, for people to be able to like ask you questions or something and then pay an invoice and then have the question pop up on the screen or you know I I, I, I want to you know have, have a wallet which you can extend in a direction which is, is useful for you uh, say if you've got a bar you can use like a, the point of sale extension um, or we've got the jukebox extension so you can connect it to your Spotify account and um, it can people can pay to play songs from a, a playlist, one of your playlists, which you specify. Mm. Um, that's really quite simple to start. So uh, I wanted that to like build lots of little extensions, but then also I wanted the ability to have, uh, and this is the the most basic functionality which um, a lot of providers were lacking at the time, like Open Node and the Node software as well, uh, was just to be able to have accounts, like separate accounts for separate things. So mm. I made like. You can see the ATM. So there's an ATM mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in order for that ATM to be able to spend funds, because obviously people put money in and then they can pull money out. So the ATM needs to be able to like spend funds. In order for the ATM to be able to spend funds, I had to have like my admin macaroon or my admin key on open node. And then it's mm-hmm. got access to all my funds unless I just have a specific node for the ATM. Mm-hmm. But then I have to like balance channels and stuff and do all the legwork just for the ATM. And it's, it's annoying. Uh, so what I want is I want to be able to have an account where I put like a hundred pounds and the ACM can pull from that account and I'll be alerted if, if it runs down and maybe I can go and top it up again, or maybe I can um, have a little script, which tops it up, but I, I can limit the amount of funds which are exposed in the wallet. Um, so that's another idea of Alan bits, make it really easy to generate multiple accounts. And then also each account has its own API keys. So I can have an account for my ATM. I can have an account for my, you know, point of sale or something. Um, uh, so that was, yeah, that was more or less it. We were quite, quite lucky in that we had, um, in there's an iconic bar in Berlin called Room 77. And I made like a hardware point of sale, which they were 
you sink in the bar. I've got that here. Actually. I don't think it's not. Um, the code's not flashed onto it, but it's using. So all my uh, projects, my hardware projects, use something called like a, an ESP32, and this is like a nice little box ESP32 called an M5 stack uh, faces mm-hmm. kit. About sixty quid to buy. And uh, you can put this like calculator face on it, which means I could program it then to display an invoice and you could pay it and it could check to see if the invoice is paid. We had this running in this bar um, and uh, it worked really well. And, um, but the, uh, it's like a Bitcoin bar um, and it made tons and tons of payments. But the owner of the bar was like, he couldn't differentiate payments in his node. He couldn't work out which one was for bar payments. Um, mm. So he needed a way of like, um, you know, basically be able to like easily click and download like a CSV of all the mm-hmm. transactions which the bar had made or the point of sale had made. Um, so that was another idea is you could just have like, you know, a simple account wallet on LMBits connected to your node, connected to your point of sale. And then all the sales go through that wallet to your node and some like middleware software. And that means you can just go and you can click and you can get your CSV and use it for your, your accounting or whatever else. So we were lucky that we had like real world um, because I I don't think you can have, it's very hard to have good ideas uh, just waiting for divine inspiration. I think you need to have Mm -hmm. stuff out in the real wide world um, being tested and used and then hitting hurdles and, and, you know, things you realize you need some functionality which doesn't exist. So then you need to make that functionality. I think that's where the best or my best person, person or my, or my better ideas have come from. Um, and Ellenbits was very much from that. It was just like lots of real world needs, uh, which weren't being met by other software solutions out there at the time. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, that's where it kind of, and then other, it's a, it's a classic thing, isn't it? You sit around, you, you try and think, well, what do other people need? And then mm-hmm. you just think, like, actually, I'm just going to make something for myself. Like, what do I need? And then you find out there's like a load of other people out there who are just like you and they need the same stuff and they'll start contributing into your, um, into your software. Um, so, yeah, that's Alan Bits pretty much. Uh, you can play around with it on alanbits.com. Mm-hmm. We, we keep it buggy, alanbits.com, because it's up. Yeah, it's up. It's up. Yeah, it's up. Um, so I just checked. Uh, we keep it buggy because, uh, it's not, we don't want it to be a stable service because it's not mm. like a business or anything. It's just us running a server with a node. Um, yeah. and you can play around with it. You can play around with the extensions. Um, and it's incredible how much money people put on there, even though we keep it buggy. Uh, so if it, <laughs> if it were ever to become like a proper thing, uh, a proper service, like stable service, it would need, it would need to have like a business around it or something, you know, some sort of formal institution which could tackle like regulatory modes in different jurisdictions and whatever else but currently it's just the software running where you can go and play with it don't put any funds on there so if you go to allenbits.com you can play around with it um but it's meant to be run you know yourself just on top of your node you just download install it connect it to your node or, or you know uh, spin up a vps got a bunch of tutorials for it on the uh, allenbits youtube if you search for allenbits on youtube you'd be able to find some tutorials for it uh, for easily setting up a vps on Raspberry Blitz umbrella, uh, my node. It's a what, and I think I, I'm forgetting one, so apologies if I am. But for a lot of node implementations, it's like a one-click install, and you can get access to all, all that functionality. And for a lot of people, I think it's one of the more fun things they enable because they get all this like sci-fi weird extensions which people have made. Um, uh, and and more and more actually is we're thinking how can people like 
use it as a way to capitalize their node. Um, uh, uh, so like an example on the payment splitting lines is it'd be really nice if, you know, if you're running an LMBits install, you go, there's an extension on there called TPOS. It's, it makes a simple point itself. So you make a simple, and you can share it on your phone. So you go to a bar and you say, look, do you want to accept Bitcoin? Well, here you go. Here's a point of sale. Here's a wallet connected to that point of sale on your phone. You're just running on your phone and software. And then boom, they can accept Bitcoin on Lightning. Um, and they can you know, see the funds going into their wallet. They can pull the funds out to their own wallet, whatever. But it'd be nice as the, you know, the server admin, if you're charging a fee, a transaction fee for that service of like 2 or 3% mm-hmm. per transaction, if um, the person you give that point of sale to, they can have a referral link. So if they start getting their buddies involved, you know, if they pass on, if they make a wallet and give it to one of their buddies who's got a hairdresser or a whatever or a shop, then they'll get um, a percentage of the fee and somehow have that referral link. But then also have it using the payment splitting technology. So, you know, the person who's initially given that point of sale, the bar person who then gave it to the hairdresser, who gave it to the person with the shop and the restaurant, because they're higher up that pyramid, they'll um, they'll look at their wallet and they'll just see these sats streaming in from mm-hmm. all these transactions which are being made further down, you know, downstream. Uh, so it, it's a really nice concept that, you know, you could, to, to you could spin up an Allen bits and then you, within a few clicks you could have like a viable business model uh to start pushing bitcoin adoption um mm. and, and streaming sats uh and, and your thing would be great for that you know sharing hard drive space uh because yet another way somebody could just like click capitalize their node and, and start streaming some sats um uh and, and start getting involved in in you know sort of microtransactions, um, but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a fun piece of software. It's, it's beta, um, and it'll it'll remain beta until we got a couple of biggish bugs we need to squish. Um, one of them is that if you've got like a really busy server, it can occasionally trip up. And we know what the problem is. It's actually one of the frameworks we chose for the server backend. It's um, uh, it's not as it's not as tested as, we, as it should be, really. So we're switching that framework out for another framework. We should get rid of that bug, and then hopefully we can come out of beta. Um, but yeah, so so if you run a really busy server, occasionally you'll have to restart the server. There's people who've even made like some scripts for that. So because it's like mm-hmm. a, a second, you know, we. But I mean, that's the goofiest hack ever is to have a script running, check it to see if your and a bit server's running and if it, if for some reason it just trips up over itself when it, it, you have to restart it it just restarts it for you uh, but they do exist hopefully they'll be made redundant very soon because that's just incredibly goofy but <laughs> yeah oh no that's wild and it's exciting to hear all that stuff being developed um and now the, uh, before i let you go um because i'm sure it's late your time um the so i uh, to be honest because we, we spend so much time um you know I used to teach, so I used to be talking all day. Uh, so and these days, I spend so much time like developing on the computer or with the hardware stuff. I don't get to talk to many people very often, so it's, it's very oh, refreshing to talk no, to someone. No. So <laughs> don't feel like you need to get rid of me. I could talk all night. Okay. No, yeah. No, <laughs> For your okay, audience, great. yeah, we should probably end soon, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but no, that's fine. Sometimes my, audi- my audience is good with that. They know I run 
sometimes I think the last one was like an hour and 45. So, you know, yeah. I try to, I always try to be mindful for the guests, you know, keep it to around like an hour, you know, just, um, it but, can get, uh, I mean, for audience as well, like if they see a, a show and it's like four hours long, they're like, oh, no, I'm a bother with that one. So yeah. Rambling. Yeah. That's a, that's a, but, uh, so I got to ask you about the, so the video that I saw you post. Uh, and then you're OPOS, or this little jobby. Yeah. So it's a lightning, there well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a lightning point of sale that's yeah. completely offline. Yeah. It's cool. How uh, in the world is that even possible? Ow. Um, can you see the QR? So QR code. Oh, it's too bright. There's a QR code there. Yeah, and it's completely offline. It's not connected to my Wi-Fi at all. Um, it's so Lightning is great, and it does all these microtransactions. It's great. We love it. However, it can be a bit. It can kind of get in the way of developing sometimes. In that, like, if I want to pay you, you need to generate an invoice, and then mm-hmm. I scan the invoice and I pay you. Um, so for example, if I have like a sweet machine, I've got a sweet machine here. I haven't made anything with this, but I got a sweet machine, right? Mm-hmm. And I want people to pay for sweets. Yeah. So because you have to, because it has to generate an invoice, I have to have, you know, some screen attached to my sweet machine, mm-hmm. um, and, and like high power, power usage, and it has to generate an invoice and I pay the invoice and it has to check, see if the invoice is paid and then it, it spits out the sweets. Um, so quite early on, it was like, well, why can't the sweet machine just have a static QR code, mm-hmm. like a sticker, you know? And I scan that and then I make the payment and then the sweets come out. And it's like, well, no, because the, you know, the sweet machine needs to generate an invoice. Well, it's like, well, okay, can my wallet on my phone not scan? The, can't the QR code just be like a URL? Mm-hmm. And then I scan that QR code. It goes to my wallet, goes to the URL and the URL gives me an invoice and then I pay that invoice. And then mm. the sweet machine, then it doesn't need a screen anymore. It can just have like a, a static QR code. So that's the basic premise for something like um, LNURL pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got Lightning Network, you've got Bitcoin, you've got Lightning Network, and then there's this additional protocol, which is called LNURL, which like is a standard for Lightning wallets to do a request to a server get an invoice, pay the invoice. Um, and then it's just a case of doing the legwork and getting all these different Lightning wallets to implement the standard. So mm-hmm. if you download your wallet, Satoshi, I can scan that QR code. So this is called LNURL, um, which is basically just an encoded URL. That's all it is, in a, you know, in a, typically in a QR code, which you scan. Um, uh, there's also LNURL withdraw, which my ATM uses. Which okay. means that um, I can, well, that's the faucet thing. That's, I can make a faucet. So I put coins in, and instead of me having to generate an invoice on my phone and then present the invoice to the ATM, which then has to scan it and pay the invoice, the, in, the ATM can show a QR code. I scan it with my uh, Lightning wallet. And let me, let me make sure I get this bit right. I scan it with my Lightning wallet. Um, and then the uh, my lightning wallet goes to a server and the server says you can uh, have, I don't know, 10,000 Satoshis or whatever, how much you put into the ATM. Just send me an invoice for that amount. goes back to my wallet. My wallet makes an invoice, sends the invoice back. Then the machine pays the invoice. But as far as the user's concerned, I've gone up to it with my lightning wallet. I've scanned a QR code and then I get funds in my phone, you know, yeah. on, my, on my wallet. Yeah. 
So it just allows Lightning wallets to do like get and post requests. Um, it's impossible to like explain something like this without without starting to get complex. Uh, for, to, 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 yeah, but but the, you've got to explain how LNURL works. So that's yeah. LNURL withdraw. The sweet machine thing is LNURL pay. There's other okay. things your phone can do with LNURL, but let's just stick with the LNURL pay. So this little ATM, sorry, this little um, point of sale, uh, when I input an amount, I input it in fiat. So I input, say, mm-hmm. a dollar, okay? Mm-hmm. It, um, it has... So there's a few things this little device has inside of it. It has a secret. It has a, 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 a you know a URL like a web address mm-hmm. to my to a server. It has its ID, so an ID just specifically for this point of sale. And it has the currency USD, right? So when I key in, in a dollar and then hit the hashtag, it takes the USD dollar amount to a dollar and um, it then generates a four digit pin, just a random four digit pin, like, you know, four, three, seven, six. Okay. Mm-hmm. It uses the secret to encrypt four, three, seven, six. It then constructs a URL to my server, which is like, you know, my server.com, a point of sale ID, the, um, encrypted information so just a random sort of looks like a random string you know you can't decrypt Mm -hmm. it unless you've got the secret um and then that's it it's so when my phone when i scan this with my lightning wallet my lightning wallet is getting that url and then it's going to hit that url so when my server gets the request come in to that url with the point of sale id and the encrypted data my server can then say, okay, I'll go and get, using this ID, I'll go and get the information for this point of sale. It does that. And one of the things you know stored is the secret. So mm-hmm. my server has the same secret stored at this point of sale as this point of sale has on it. Mm. So it gets the secret from the database um, using the point of sale ID. It then uses that secret to decrypt that encrypted part of the data in the URL. Mm-hmm. If that works... It's like, okay, this is the right, you know, this was encrypted using the right secret. So this came from a point of sale. Okay. Mm-hmm. It then um, uh, also checks the currency. So it's USD. So it converts the amount which was put in to SATs on server side. Um, and then it uh, sends back to the, the Lightning Wallet the, you know, the Lightning Wallets, which, which scanned the URL, uh, which, sorry, which then hit the URL, it sends back to it, um, you know, a mess, uh, a JSON saying, um, say, uh, no, sorry, it sends back to it, yeah, it sends back to it uh, uh, an invoice for the amount, uh, which needs to be paid. Mm-hmm. To say, it's, you know, say it's a dollar, so how much that is, like, 200 sats or whatever it is. So it sends a 200 sat invoice back to the wallet. The wallet then asks you, do you want to pay 200 sats? You say, yes, I do want to pay 200 sats. It pays 200 sats. Then the server sends back as a receipt for the payment, the decrypted pin. So it decrypts the pin, because obviously it's decrypted the pin already, mm-hmm. sends it back to the phone. So for the, for the user, 
you know, there's this like ping pong happening between you, mm-hmm. your um, your Lightning wallet and the server. Uh, for the user, the experience is, you know, you type in an amount, press hashtag, generates a QR code, you scan it. Do you want to pay 200 sats? Yes, I do. Then you get a decrypted pin. And then because the pin was generated on the device, um, so if I input an amount, okay, and then it creates, a, you know, the thing to scan, you scan it, you pay it. And then when I hit hashtag again, I then get the decrypted pin. So the, mm. the, 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 the person who's paid the invoice, the person who's paid the QR code, they get the decrypted pin. And then um, I can then press the hashtag on here. And then I can say, you know, what's the decrypted pin? They say, oh, 9333. And I go, oh, yeah, look, that's the same pin. So as long as it matches, then you're good. Yeah. So you've, you've, used, you've, you've used the LNURL pay as a way of, of, of um, sending data encrypted data from the point of sale to the server. And then once it's paid and it has to be paid, um, it then sends back the decrypted version of the pin. Wow. Uh, so it sounds complicated, but it's, it's, it's really not. It's just like a, a couple of requests going back and forth from the lightning wallet, but that's a protocol. So it's already taken care of. As long as I follow the protocol, it works, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's instant payment. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, it's instant, instant payment, um, offline point of sale. It basically like if you think about a legacy um, point of sale device uh, in a shop, the burden of connectivity is on is the point of sale. Like it's connected. Mm-hmm. You go up to it with your card and you tap and pay, or you do chip and yeah, pay, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, your card isn't obviously connected to the internet. Well, most Lightning payments, you're using a phone. You connect it to the internet, um, so the point of sale doesn't need to be online. Your phone is online, so using LNURL Pay, you know, there's no reason for the point of sale to be online as well as your phone. And you think, well, you know, what use is that really? Uh, and it's actually remarkably useful. Like, uh, oh, yeah. not long ago, I was, you know, I've I've had the experience where someone's had a point of sale and then the Wi-Fi is not working, and they're like, oh, the machine's yeah. not working. Oh, sorry, and it takes ages, and they have to try and get in the right place to connect to the Wi-Fi. Or um, whereas this little device, because it's offline, it's like it doesn't have to do any connecting stuff it just generates it all inside so it's super fast as long as you've got you know wi-fi on your phone connection on your phone or insert on your phone which most people have um so the point of sale device itself then doesn't store the sat doesn't no you can't look at a balance on there or anything no no it's and literally that's happening just on your generating wallet. a unique allen url pay with a pin for an amount and then as long as the amount is paid it will give the person back as a receipt uh the pin decrypted um uh but it's it's funny because actually just having this with you because i when i went to um uh packers congress in czech power Power Mm -hmm. polis uh i had just had this with me in my pocket and you kind of want to sell stuff because you could just whip it out at any point and just like flick it on and then do look here buy something off me (laughs) yeah buy the buy buy my used gum you know anything i mean that's crazy so that could be done than like a vending machine yes absolutely and you could input the pin yeah so you d3 i want an ars bar and then you, you you pay it and then it gives you a pin and then you input the pin and it spits out the mars bar yeah that's wild yeah and the vending machine could be completely offline then it doesn't have to be online at all and you can do it in a electronic <laughs> payment oh yeah. my god i mean be- talk about upending so many things in the business you know it's just fun, like, and and the, it's cheap as well. Like, that's like you know, ten dollars to make. Um, it costs you ten dollars to make that. 
it's ten dollars as well like because these are off the shelf components so yeah. this is the the board it's um for those out there it's an esp32 microcontroller which is the same microcontroller in this thing in fact um but the actual board is a it's called a, a t display uh, mm. which is a nice little board it's got like a little connector on the back so you can plug in a lipo battery and then you can plug in USB-C and it'll charge it the lipo battery it's got a really nice screen uh, mm -hmm. which is why I'm using it um, but I've actually been in contact with the company because obviously you know the the tweet went well for this little thing um, mm -hmm. so I got in contact with the company and I said dude can you just make because there's this thing you know with like buttons and a screen mm -hmm. but this is like $70 $60 it's expensive uh, so I was like can you just make a version of this with you know a keypad mm -hmm. and an sd card actually because then you can use it for like diy hardware projects hard hardware wallet projects as well um uh you know like a cold card like imagine a cold card yeah. like a controller and a nicer screen um uh, and then also have it like fast yeah you know so you can like flash it with your own code and stuff pretty easy um and then i think i think i managed to talk them into making those uh, and they said no they keep them cheap as well so that's pretty cool because uh, then it would just be like you just buy the one thing you know you yeah. wouldn't have to like hack it together into a goofy box yeah you wouldn't have to build something you'd actually wow yeah. so you've created a product that can do point of sale lightning I mean like this is for people for street vendors like street anyway, vendors literally... perfect yeah anybody I mean this blows my mind because I've, I've got a hundred of these bad boys coming um uh, well, actually, I mean, hopefully, I got hundred coming. So another thing is as well, they're, they're selling out fast on the AliExpress oh. and AliPaper and stuff because people, I think, people would be buying them to make these things. Um, I'm gonna um, do a, a workshop in uh, San Salvador for the Adopting Bitcoin conference. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do a couple of workshops there, and then I'm gonna have a whole bunch of kits, and I'm gonna encourage people to make them, and then we'll just give them to people then, like in the area. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and they can just connect it to a wallet and then they can just like, and then it can just be there then. They can say, yeah, we accept Bitcoin. And someone comes in and says, oh, I want to pay Bitcoin. Like, ah, okay, here we go. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could be walking up and down the beach. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And they're like, they don't need to be online. They didn't they need to be selling sea They could literally be selling seashells. Like kids and because could it's be like, selling seashells. It's not booting up like an OS or anything. It's just, you know, these these microcontrollers, it's it's... It doesn't have like an OS or anything. It's a very small program inside of that running. So it just loads up really quickly. So like the battery, which I've got in the back of here, it's like a 250, it's a really shitty battery. It's like a 250 milliamp hour battery. Um, uh, like an old one from a few years ago. Um, and I haven't like had to charge it or anything because, and I had it, you know, in Prague, I did demos with it, workshops. Mm -hmm. This is the original one I made like, you know, weeks ago. Because you like, you flick it on, you do your thing, you flick it off, you know, it doesn't yeah. engage the Wi-Fi module inside of this um, controller, which, it, you know, it does have the ability to connect to the internet, but it doesn't, and all that stuff kind of uh, drains the, the battery, but we're not using any of that stuff. All we're using is the little screen and the little microcontroller, which are all very energy efficient. So um, well, it's one of those things too. It's beautiful in its complexity, but it's also beautiful in its simplicity. You yeah. know, like it just, it's sending you to a URL to, to do the lightning payment yeah but i mean yeah. you don't even know that you're just you're yeah, literally yeah, just exactly. scanning it with what satoshi and making a payment and then that's know, wild it pays. Um, and so uh so down in el salvador so are you so you're going for 
the the conference um and i i mean i assume you have to be pretty excited about what's going on down in el salvador and, and i am i mean there's a lot of controversy because obviously Bekele, you know he's what people in el salvador found about out about that at the same time as everyone else when he it was announced in miami to butcher gringos it's like yeah yeah <laughs> we will now be adopting this as our currency and then and then all the el salvadorians were like okay <laughs> yeah like, uh, right. <laughs> fair enough but then it's, it's a funny one because you're like you're creating a law or a rule for people which gives them more freedom and freedom from you ultimately yeah. um so it's a really hard thing to kind of so it's like yes it wasn't democratically you know beautiful uh, uh, yeah it wasn't, it wasn't very... it didn't have to go through parliament or anything which is how generally laws should be made but it's it's uh, we're going to make something which gives you more access to freedom so then it's, you know, it's not ideal, but then, you know, I can kind of like rationalize in my head and be like, well, wasn't done in the right way, but whatever. You know, now people have access to this stuff, so let's make the most of it sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, I mean, it's very interesting. It's interesting because, you know, people are like, he's got a checkered past, you know, sacking judges, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, well, all that stuff's not good. But one no. thing that he did do was he allowed a money to enter into a system that can't be manipulated. No. And and that is, you know, there's something that you like, you know, people that were saying he's like a dictator or whatever. It's like, well, I could guarantee you Hitler would not have let Bitcoin in as legal tender to Germany. Yeah, you know, that's true. No Mussolini what, as well. Yeah. 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 They wouldn't yeah. have done that. So, you know, he is, it is dic- 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 dictatorial, dictatorial to, to do what he did. Yeah. To just uniformly say, this is happening. Yeah, this by is what the we're going to do without asking anybody. But, it's giving people access to more freedom. So it's like, I was trying it before. I was trying to think like of other examples of, of, you know, when a politician might do that or when somebody might do that, like a, a leader might do that, when they might say, now we're all going to use this thing, which actually just gives you more freedom. But I'm not going to ask for your permission to yeah. get you to use this thing or, you know, make this thing like a requirement. Um, and I'm sure there's like a name for it. Uh, or, or I don't know, but I, I need to kind of research a little bit more. It's very interesting, though. It's kind of so it's very like it's very hard to just instantly say, "Well, he's a dictator, you know, whatever. It's awful, blah blah." blah. And it's like, ah, well, you know, Bitcoin is going to be used in the real world now for for whatever reason. Um, uh, let's make it a good experience for people. Let's make it work for people, um, and then use it as a you know to to, to demo to the rest of the world how great Bitcoin is. Um, uh, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's very strange circumstance the way it kind of came about and happened i hear a lot of speculation actually that another a whole bunch of other central american countries are gonna start adopting apparently it. brazil has it on the on the but then uh, all my brazilian friends are like nah no not not happening <laughs> no. i heard paraguay or panama i think paraguay they're very bitcoin friendly aren't they yeah um you can buy i think you can buy like citizenship for a bit of bitcoin in paraguay and you, i don't think you pay taxes on because i know a bunch of bitcoiners who moved to paraguay for that reason um unfortunately in the states to avoid those taxes you'd have to renounce i think you have to renounce your citizenship or something crazy oh like really I th- i'm pretty sure i mean i, I know i, know in the I don't states, think i'm gonna be doing it so i haven't looked into it but i, I, know that- I, was, I was reading i think it's on reddit that biden wants to do an, ex- like an executive order for regulation of uh cryptocurrencies and bitcoin and oh really uh, yeah, I think it's it's uh, Yellen. Um, she's 
got in a go about stable coins and Tether because Tether's got so big now, it's like $69, $69 billion worth of Tether out there. <laughs> $40 billion of it produced this year, um, which, is, which would make it like one of the US's top 50 banks. If it all went tits, if Tether went tits, which you very easily could because, you know, it's not very well regulated. Um, there's no proof that it's matched. They have like the dollars in their banks uh, for the for the tether which is out there, then it could actually like impact the whole of the U.S. economy. Like it, 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 it could cause damage. <laughs> so, which is hilarious. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's terrible, but it's hilarious because that circumstance came about because they were too short-sighted to allow people to use just use the dollar, you know, in a, in yeah. a digital way. Um, uh, so I didn't understand a stablecoin for a while because I was like, why would you need? Stable, like you just have you have the dollar. Yeah, it's just, it had to. It needed to exist in order for people to be able to like trade in and out of Bitcoin, to something stable. Um, and it was made in a really goofy, hacky way, and then everyone became reliant upon it. And now it could like have an effect on the U.S. economy. So I think I think that this Biden executive order is actually going to be focused particularly on stable coins. Um, but yeah, it, it's amazing the the. The past, I guess it's, I don't know, maybe it's all the COVID stuff which has kicked it off. I'm not sure. But the past year, Bitcoin's adoption and, and it being talked about, you know, like Bank of America, America just brought out a, a study saying that a lot of, um, of the uh, world's future assets are going to be issued on things like Bitcoin. Um, so a very positive, you know, uh, press release on Bitcoin. Uh, so, yeah, so there's always there's this country... El Salvador's adopted it as a currency, and there's always supposed other countries in Central America which adopted its currencies. Now the US are getting in a hissy fix. They think it might impact their economy, but you know they're also um, talking about it quite in you know like Bank of America is talking about it in a fond way. So it's yes, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a, I'm very bullish at the moment. Feeling very bullish. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, excited. I know <laughs> it's going to be. I think the rest of this. Q4 is going to be crazy because I mean, yeah, it's not before too- we got on, I think it was at like four fifty-seven four something like that. Is it like, really? Yeah, it's just I've, I I actually get to the point where I don't check the price very often now. No, it's, it's a state of bliss that people need to get into. Yeah, it's um, weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like where you're like, I'm good, like whatever. When I was yeah. working, I used to check all the time, um, and I remember like I was having a really difficult meeting with a couple of bosses once. And I had, you know, when you have like an alert on your phone, if it goes up, like, I think it's like 5% or something, whatever yeah. it was back then. Uh, I my, my little alert on this, I can't remember what the ticker was, which I was using, but some sort of like Android, you know, widget thingy. It would like, Way! my phone would go, Way! and then my yeah. phone was going off in my pocket. Way! And then there were, I was supposed to be in this really serious meeting and I was like, just wait there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting excited. Like, oh, shit, it's happening. <laughs> and I kept checking the price, checking the price, but now I don't check the price at all. Um, I notice it when I'm like I'm making something. I'm making, you know, so like at the moment on here is the the check. I don't know what check crown, check corona. I don't know what you call it, but the check currency is on here at the moment, mm. and that's really interesting because that's almost at parity with Sats. Oh uh, wow! Because they got a crazy inflated currency, yeah. So it's like you know thousands of blah blah, blah uh, CSKs. Um, so ten CSKs is currently nine Sats on here. Wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'll be like playing around with it and then I'll, I'll scan it with my phone and then suddenly like, you know, 10 CSKs will be like 11 sats. And I'll be like, oh, okay. And I can, or, or, or no, sorry, eight sats. Sorry. No, 
11 sats. Oh, I don't know which way it would go. But I, I see the price fluctuations happen. While like you're messing around with the device. Yeah, while I'm messing around with the devices. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, okay, it's gone up. It's gone down. And then sometimes, if it does it too dramatically, I think there's a bug somewhere. And I'm like, well, why is it not calculating the price properly? It was like, thingy sats been going on there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. That you think there's a bug in the the device, and it's just the price is going nuts. Yeah, the price. Elon Musk tweeted something. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny. That's I think that I actually know. happened with one one of the Elon Musk events, um, uh, where he made the price go in one, one direction or the other, and I thought something was broken. Um, I think it was the Elon Musk thing. Yeah. It's funny. I, I had a similar thing because I've been not checking the price a lot, and um, I've I've said this to people on Twitter Spaces. I've been um trying to encourage others to um you know i say i don't know is is yellow pill a thing for lightning is that something people say because it's like you orange pill people but like yellow pill them into lightning and um and so you know i said nowadays we all you know have curbside pickup like we are all you know getting orders delivered whether it's you know walmart or like grocery anything like that um I said, and there's that shameful moment that like you're just sitting in your car and you watch this employee walk out with like all this stuff or maybe just like in the event of like Target or something, it'd be like they bring out like a toothbrush. Like you ordered a toothbrush online, you drove to the store, you couldn't get out of your car. You're just sitting there like feeling shame as they walk towards you. And so I said, I always felt like I wanted to tip them. But like sometimes they would actually say they were like, we're not supposed to take tips, you know? Yeah, um, it's perfect. And then so I said to the one kid, it was this kid that I got a free three month subscription to like get coffee every day, yeah. like every two hours from Panera. And nice. so I, I, um, it's on the way home from school, you know, in the morning. So I was like, go get my coffee for free. And, um, and I saw the same kid like every day for like a week. And I just felt yeah. like, oh God, here, like he's like, there's that, that lazy ass again that's just sitting in his car. <laughs> and, so I like the last day of the week, I rolled down the window. I said, Hey, are you familiar with Bitcoin? He's like, oh, I've heard of it. You know, was, he's like, I haven't, I don't have any. Yeah. I was like, I was like, download the moon wallet. And he's like, okay, downloads the moon wallet. And I was like, I'm going to tip you in Bitcoin right now. Mm. And like, boom, did it. And hit like thousand sats or whatever, you know, nothing nice. crazy. And he we was like, that now, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, huh. And I was, like, yeah. I, was like, I was like, you own Bitcoin now. And he was like, no way. And like, so then like the next, uh, it was like maybe a week later, you know, I was, he came out and I was like, Hey, I was like, I, I was like, I'm going to tip you again. And he goes, okay. And I open up my phone and I look at the wallet and like the, you know, I went to put a thousand sats in and the price of Bitcoin must've gone up significantly. Cause you know, a thousand sats, I could do the math in my head and I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, Huh. Much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so I sent it to him and I said, Hey, I was like, do you check the price of Bitcoin? He's like, Oh yeah, man. And I was, I told him, I said, dude, like there's so much information. So I listen to podcasts, so yeah. I listen to other people. I was like, it'll change your life, man. Uh, you know, he's like some probably like 19 year old kid, you know, like working. I'm ordered. Yeah. And yeah. I actually said that in the Twitter spaces with Will Clemente um, the other day. He was like, dude, I love that. Cause he, a year ago, that kid was, you know, now he has 300,000 followers. He's, you know, working for, these companies doing on-chain a- analytics and like a year ago he was doing target orders like yeah. <laughs> you know he was one of those kids so it's like you know you, you yeah that's true i suppose people. yeah they, they're then they're, they're embedded in the system somewhere but they're also a bitcoiner yeah like a sleeper cell yeah he trains exactly. up a sleeper cell and then yeah. send them off into the into the world but like, to integrate 
your your system's even more crazy like you could just sit there and like if you could build those devices and like you said in el salvador you're just gonna hand them out but like you could go to street vent you give them the homeless people be like hey this is how you can you know instead of panhandling i mean a homeless person could just have a, a lightning uh, wallet a yeah it, it, it could be linked to a lightning wallet. They, they could just have a, a static qr code couldn't they yeah um, and get a tip but no i mean it's it's a big thing now is is our reliance upon electronic payments but I think more and more people realize that they, they have to use electronic payments um, and that those payments are, are tracking lots of data uh, and they don't have the same properties as a typical cash payment would have, like a physical cash payment. So having those properties in a digital payment of, of you know, anonymity and, and, and censorship resistance and all that stuff um, in an instant in an instant digital payment is, is people are more aware of it now, I think, because they're having to use car uh, electronic payments all the time but no I, I agree that like so my son's for years i've gone on my son about bitcoin oh it's amazing he does this does that and obviously you know this is on chain and it was uh, pretty slow and he was always like yeah whatever and then it wasn't until lightning network and i think do you remember satoshi's place where you could like draw on that it's like a, a communal wall digital mm-hmm. wall and mm-hmm. you paid per pixel so you could draw on this few pixels on this wall and other people would draw as well. It was like a big um, bit of graffiti uh, on the sequel. I think it's Satoshi's dot place. Mm-hmm. It's one of the first like web applications to accept Bitcoin lightning payments. And I think I went on there with him and I, I drew like a, a penis on there. And then I like, <laughs> paid like, you know, 10 sats or whatever it was to, to you know, have that stay there forever. Um, and I remember my boy just going, whoa. And he was like, well, you, made, you paid for that on the internet and you didn't have to put in card details. And I was like, yeah, it's instant. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> and I think I should, and like yours is a very good example. You know, if you, um, Alex Bosworth's uh, yours, um, if you show people that, you know, if you're like, okay, so imagine you get paywalled by a newspaper article online, which most everyone's had. Yeah. I get it with like the Financial Times quite often. I'll get hit that um, subscription paywall. Uh, and then you show them yours and you're like, look, you can just like pay for an article and then you pay for it. And then the article's revealed. Yeah. Imagine just paying like, you know, a small amount, like a penny or a couple of pennies. I'd actually overpay. I always think as well, like quite often if I hit, if it's, if it's a good publication, um, I, I think this will be something which will happen. It's just a matter of time. Um, uh, it'll happen, you know, maybe as a gimmick or, as a you know like like the financial times for example for example like maybe on the the white paper day the financial times allows you to pay pay per article with a lightning payment like how cool would that be like how much publicity would that generate and like when you think about these uh newspaper companies as well like the uh journalists that that it's 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 an area an industry which is in drastic need of being able to bring in capital from different you know revenue streams other than just subscription model um and uh, i would overpay for an article i would pay like i don't know 50 cents or something sometimes for an article which is probably more than the article's worth if you think i know but when you get that paywall and they go dollars. hey you need to do you know like sign up for a year for 20 dollars yeah like, and it's more oh, putting your bank details that. you put all your bank details in and you gotta sign up for the year um i pay like i would sometimes if it's a good article i'd be like or it looks like it's going to be a good article i pay like 50 cents or something to read the article like an instant lightning payment you know oh, anonymous yeah. where i can just read it and then move on with my life i don't have to have another um uh, subscription 
yeah, so so that would be great. I think I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't wait for that. But that, that is a great onboarder, I always find, for, for noobs, like the yellow pilling. Like, because if you try and orange peel people, you come across as like some crazy-eyed evangelical mm-hmm. um uh, you know, you're all excited and wild-eyed about Bitcoin. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, it's because they're trying to control us with the money. We can fix the money. We can fix the world. And they're like, okay, normal people are like, yeah, okay, nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry yeah, I asked like, you about right. Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's but like if you show some bring... cool lightning thing, like being able to like make a, a microtransaction to access some content anonymously on the internet, I think yeah, pretty much everybody you show that to is like, sees the value in it. And they're like, oh, okay, that was cool, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it even now. Like, if you're sitting there having conversations with people, and they want to know about it, just pull out, be like, "Hey, like, send send them a thousand sats." Like sitting there at the table, you know, you could be at like a wedding, you know, and like we're like yeah. you're having an awkward conversation with people that you don't really know at a table, and and maybe they like you know somebody brings up Bitcoin, and you're like instead of cracking your knuckles like us Bitcoiners want to do and go like, "All right, here we go." Right, let me get Let's a presentation. Start at the now. beginning, and I uh, got about <laughs> forty for the next forty five minutes. I will be your you know host on the you know journey towards Satoshi's uh, vision. And um, but instead you just be like, hey, download the moon wallet. I'll send you a thousand sats right now. And they'd be like, what? You know, that's how I actually I orange pilled my my sister probably is going to be listening to this. But my sister Mm -hmm. and uh, brother-in-law, they got married in June. And, um, you know, whatever, like the typical denominated amount, like, you know, whatever, what's the whatever the going rate is that, you know, you pay like your sister and brother, Mm -hmm. like you'd give them in a check for Mm -hmm. their wedding, you know, and stuff like that. Instead of giving them that, I gave them Bitcoin. Yeah. And um. And the price at the time was $35,000 Bitcoin. And now, you know, where it's 57 and, and they're just like, and they're checking hey. the price. <laughs> and yeah, they're checking it. And my brother-in-law, all of a sudden he's like DCAing, like dollar cost averaging in. And he's like, he gets oh, nice. it, you know? And he's like, and I'm like, wow, I didn't expect Large that spreads. to be, you know, so I got to get more people. Got to do that with more people. Gift- I had a bunch of kids when I was teaching. I gave them Bitcoin. Gave, gave away a lot of Ethereum as well because it wasn't worth anything and I thought it was crap. And it is crap, but... Yeah, um, and you were right. <laughs> even though, even though <laughs> I was right, but it's valuable crap now, yeah. isn't it? So I hope they kept those uh, those uh, mnemonics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one girl, she read her first book. With, she's a badass. She's such a cool girl. Um, she was, like, uh, obsessed with Back to the Future. And, uh, well, in fact, it was the Back to the Future day, you know, like in the films? Right? Yeah, October... Is it October 5th, 1957? 1957? Yeah. And then there was like 19, uh, 2017, maybe. Must have been 2017, probably. Uh, was the one they went to the the school, smashed the school up. And then there's all this crazy stuff happened and she got told off and she was in loads of trouble. And then at the end of the day, she got home and she just watched the, got to sit down and watch the three Back to the Future films, which is what she wanted to do the whole day. So she ended up with me then because of all yeah. that naughtiness. Um, and she was a very bright girl, really clever, uh, but um, couldn't read all right. So and she's also a badass. So I was a little bit scared of her. And I was teaching her for about a year. And after about a year, I kind of plucked up the courage to say, look, you're clever. You're very capable, but you can't write. <laughs> you can't read. You're going to struggle in exams. So I'm like, right, we need to conquer that. You know, we need to get over yeah. that. So, so, so I got, um, I think this book, yeah, it was a Ready Player One because it had loads of 80s references and she really liked the 80s. 
And uh, I was like, right. And she was fucking a scary kid. Um, I was like, like, okay, I'm going to read this to you. You just follow along as best you can. And then yeah. I would read it. And then she was like, like she wasn't paying any attention. Uh, and then after like a month or something, I was reading to her and she, um, uh, she, so she stopped me and she went, oh, no, I've lost my place. I've lost my place. I realized she was actually following along with it. And then as we worked our way through the book, I like got her to read a few sentences and, and start to read it. Um, and then towards the end, she was able to like read, you know, a good couple of paragraphs or something. But it was like the first oh, wow. book she'd ever read. Yeah. And, you know, I read it to her, but she and, and it also she had like a, a low reading age of maybe like nine or ten. But she had a reading age like before mm-hmm. she didn't have a reading age. Um so I, I took, I was really excited about it. I was like, this is your first book you've ever read. It's cool because it's, you know, it's about uh, these Easter eggs and this computer game and stuff. I was like, right, I'm going to write a Bitcoin mnemonic in here. This is a, a word list in here, okay? And I put like, it's quite a lot, really. It's like 30 quid's worth of Bitcoin or something. I was like, I put 30 quid's worth of Bitcoin in it. And then uh, in this- Which in this is back in like 2016, maybe? It was, yeah, it was like, I can't remember how much it was, like 400, 400 quid a Bitcoin maybe or something. Like that. <laughs> so you <laughs> gave her like a tenth of a Bitcoin. Almost a tenth of a Bitcoin. And then put it in this book and I was like, right, hang on to this book. One day, if you know what these words mean, then it'll be worth money. But look after the book. And she was like, oh, she's all excited about it. And I never saw her ever again. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I wish she hung on to that book because now that's worth like, I don't know how much that's worth. $5,700. Yeah. <laughs> 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 which is nice for that kid i mean she would be yeah you know, it's great 20 now i suppose maybe and that that's great like she, she was from she was from a really uh impoverished background um but yeah i gave loads of kids just little bits of bitcoin like that and just wait uh, till it hits a million dollars <laughs> yeah and then but then then you think back then like and then you, you don't calculate all the i mean that's part of why the price goes up though isn't it because people are altruistic and they want to get people involved so they, they give out tips and they onboard people by giving them a few sats or whatever um that's how you know uh, that's how bitcoin is, is like rolled out to everybody in the first place wasn't it, it was a, i think gavin andreessen's original faucet which he made and then yeah um where he's given given bitcoin out to people uh so you can't feel bad about it but then if you sit down and calculate all the dust and how much <laughs> money you've given away and then how little bitcoin you have left because obviously you gave loads of it away and you're like okay that was a lot yeah i am really generous (laughs) Uh, ben dude this has been an awesome conversation and i really appreciate you coming on uh where can people find you online um you know on twitter and everything like that give them a handoff so they can follow you if you um if you if you like google arc btc so arc btc you'll probably find my github uh yeah you'll find my github and then you'll probably find, you'll find my, my Twitter as well. Um, and then uh, on Telegram, I think I'm Ben Arc BTC. Uh, but if you are Arc, Ben Arc or Arc BTC, uh, you should be able to find find my stuff, my Twitter, and my. Um, which we've also I've also got. Uh, if you're on YouTube and if you go to the World Crypto Network, there's a playlist called BTC IoT, and that's where I put up a lot of my tutorials for all the different projects, all the different hardware projects. Um, and then check out Alan Bits as well on alanbits.com. Check out Nostar, Nostar, uh, not Nostar.com. You can actually go there. That's a piece of software. That's like a Twitter clone, which I'm running N O S T R.com. Okay. Uh, but the server's currently down because uh, I didn't pay my Lunar Node bill. 
that's the problem with these uh, pay-as-you-go services. Is, yeah. uh, is, you know, it's all very good and well saying they're great, but you, you kind of, I always forget to pay them and then your servers go down and I have to put some more sats yeah. on and get the servers to come back up. But no, thanks very much for having me. Uh, it was a real pleasure. And um, your idea is your ideas great. And uh, I really look forward to yeah seeing it evolve. And then I'll try and have a good think of like a, a workable, easy solution. Um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely something which I'm interested in having a jumping in and helping out on if you if you if you don't mind me. Um, no. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 um, yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. It's a really interesting idea. Just the, for um, people to be able to capitalize on like on the hard drive space easily. Oh yeah, it's it's huge. You have no idea too. I mean, as soon as this, as soon as we our conversations over, I'm gonna be texting my my business partners. They're gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, dude, I found the guy. Like, you know, this. Is, <laughs> you know, I didn't even want to like. I was, you know, I was like, talk about time. the hardware wallet and so and everything. Flipping, particularly in Bitcoin land, because everyone's like, there's so many good ideas and there's so many things which. Oh and yeah, it's, still, it's, and it's just it's just time, and it, I I'm always amazed there's not more people because I'm not like. I'm a hobbyist developer, but we have some amazing developers just on the on the fringes of Bitcoin, and they don't do anything. They don't produce anything, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe they're fed up from programming in there as a job or something. I don't know. Uh, but I'm always amazed there's not more people like contributing to all these great projects because they're, they're all great ideas. And this isn't yet another great idea which um, I'm gonna have to find some time for to flipping do because it's because <laughs> it is really a really great idea. So yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, thanks for introducing me to it. Yeah, no, and I'm glad to have you a part of it because it's all about you know doing something that's better for the world. So yeah, um, and I you know, I mean, you as people... well for not shit coining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. and people were like, oh, I mean, and it's like it will benefit my company because like w- w- that's our biggest fear was getting censored. So you know, it'll 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 benefit us because uh, it'll be out there and something we can use, and um, you know, and then also be you know first movers in that space. So um, yeah, this is the yeah. thing with free and open source stuff is uh i mean you just like psych Allen bits for example like i had the idea and i made it and then other people take it and they improve it and they build extensions onto it and um uh you can kind of feel like like you want to have ownership over it because like you had the idea but then it wouldn't be anywhere near where it is now if it weren't for everyone else piling on on it and like to build something like Allen bits the software now because it's got a lot of different functionality and if you were to like build it privately and like contract it out it would cost like i don't know, a million it costs loads of money to make a piece of software like that you know yeah um uh but but you 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 by it being free and open source you have all these people balance where and it's this thing which is well better than anything you could have made um and also you know if you were to try and do it privately in a closed way it would cost you an absolute fortune to make um but it is hard like kind of letting go of the that proprietary ownership of the information, you know, like, you know, um, uh, particularly when you see people like take your thing and then make something better as well. Like I had that with my ATM. I was really happy with my ATM. And then these Blesco Map people, they came, they made an ATM, which is better than my ATM. And I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> grizzly about it. But then I was like, no, it's, I, I, was, I was part of this, it's the science of it, isn't it? It's like, that's how science works, you know? Someone produces a paper and someone reads that paper and they produce another paper and that's how society, people, humans progress. Builds on top of each other. It's really hard. But what's good about your model is that you're building a tool which could be free and open source. It's up to you how, depends how you want to do it. But if you build a tool which is free and open source, um, the, the tooling, 
but then you can still have like proprietary uh, private model on top of it, you know, where you're charging for content, but, and then you're paying the fee for the content to the, um, the people who are hosting the content or something. I don't know. Um, so I think there is like a, a bar, like a, like a relationship which you can have with like, um, and which often exists with uh, free and open source projects and then like proprietary arm to the free and open source project. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it is very hard. I, 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 I kind of, it's very hard to kind of let go of an mm-hmm. idea almost. Um, but I always yeah, think like, it's, it's our selfish nature. We just, you know, we just want it to be ours, you know, I don't know the base. Is it something which is inherent to, is, is it nature or is it nurture? Like, is it something we're yeah, taught? It's true. Yeah. It's, it's very, it might be, it might be the nurture of society to be like, it's yours. Don't give it to anybody, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Copyright. Yeah. Get patent out on it. Yeah. Well, anyway. we're gonna we're gonna change the world with this. I'm excited, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna like blast this. I'll release this episode tomorrow, and I'm I'm gonna blast Sweet. this to like to pump to everybody. Like, let's get this word out there. I'm gonna be like, I'll even I'll I'll, I'll drop uh, a note to Preston Pish and be like, you gotta have this guy on your show because this this guy Ooh. is he'd be fascinated with this conversation. So um, it's great. It's a very cool concept. It's a very cool concept. Thank you. And um, uh, yeah. Cheers yeah. for having me on, and it's a real pleasure. And uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. we'll speak very soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.